0: in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: now let's get the inside scoop on the celtics it's scout time brian scalabrini on merlonian fourier brought to you by Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh since 1860
2: uh, big stretch here for the celtics where do they fit in as far as contention goes? Brian Scalabrini joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Scal Mutlu and uh, uh Mut and Christian and uh, uh, Mego on. here. Let's Who? let's start with contention. Scal, where are they as far as contenders right now in the East after an amazing uh, stretch here for this team and Jason Tatum?
1: Yeah, in
3: in the conversation, the defense is laughing the field. Probably the best defense in the NBA versus all, and, and I I really believe that within three or four years, everyone will try to switch every single pick, down screen, everything. So there, you could check that box and usually the top defensive teams. If you have a top 15 offense, and Tatum's probably playing as a top five player right now. So when you look at his story, uh, the history of champions, usually it's very good defense you know, top 10 offense and a top five player. And I think they check all those boxes uh, for right now. And I'm not saying they're the favorite. I'm saying they're definitely in the conversation, though.
1: You know, when you talk about, like, the best in the league, like, the you know, do you have, like, you know, tiers of, like, there's, there's yeah. the LeBron tier, which is uh, maybe a, a Steph Curry tier. <laughs> uh, where would you put Tatum in that tier? Okay, would he be in your third yeah. tier? No, no, tier one. He'd be in tier be one. Like, He's with LeBron. Yeah. He's with Steph. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because, I mean. Sorry, uh, I think I'm surprised by you, that you put him in that category. Well,
3: you have to, It's when you look at that, you have you look at the whole game, right? Like defense, one of the best on-ball defenders. He's up there with Kawhi Leonard. Would you say healthy Kawhi Leonard who won a championship with the Warriors? Like, tell me the difference. He guards every possession, guards plays. He rebounds the ball at a high level. He's versatile. He can guard bigs. You see him at times guarding power forwards. You see him at times getting switched out on guard. So you have all that. Now, offensively, my only knock in, in the last two years, and I love it. Like, I love, you know, two years ago I said, if you're going to win a championship, you've got to have a top-five player. And Tatum's not at that point. Two years ago, he wasn't there. And I was pretty brutally honest the whole time. If he's going to be a top-five player, he has to make the players around him better. Well, he's checked that box. We know he can score. He's He's a walking bucket in the fourth quarter. Then we can use – what superstars do is as far as timing. Superstars get everyone involved. I love Jalen Brown coming out of the gates. Jason Tatum embracing that. Superstars break runs when a team scores on goes on an eight zero run. Superstars step up and, and make a play. He does that. And superstars dominate the fourth quarter. He does that. So he's tier one all the way. I don't know. Like you, you would have to. You you'd be hard pressed right now to name seven players. And you look at both sides of the ball. That could do what he does, and you really can't. I know you can't name four or five wings that that, that do what he does. Brian Grant Williams tweeted yesterday that uh, he wants to start the conversation about Robert Williams III or Marcus Smart being a Defensive Player of the Year. Obviously, with Draymond Green being out so much of this season, you know who would who else would be in that conversation for you? And how realistic it is, is it that one of those two guys would get that award? Um, probably not realistic this year because I don't know if I don't know if you could put, even though those guys are great defensive players, I don't know if you could put one over another. Like for me, like Robert Williams is a game changer. made moving him off the ball and him floating around, you know, being able to guard the perimeter and and meet guys at the rim to block shots is is what's really giving the NBA problems. Marcus Smart's versatility is off the charts, but you know Jalen Brown guards like Jason Tatum guards, so like. These guys all guard. So, I don't know if you would, you would say that one guy. I, I think with, with uh, the awards, sometimes it's like Rudy Gobert, for instance. Rudy Gobert, when he's on the floor, the Jazz are a top-five defense. When he's off the floor, they're the, they're the worst defensive team in the NBA. Like, that guy would, would qualify as a defensive player of the year. Draymond Green, you see how much the Warriors are struggling right now. With, with him out, like, they can't stop anybody. Like, he's a, he, he makes such a huge impact. I think right now my vote would go towards Embiid, but it doesn't seem like riders like to do the whole double thing where, you know, uh, Embiid would be Defensive Player of the Year as well as um, MVP. And I do think he's going to win MVP. So, you know, I I think that I think there'll be a lot of guys that get votes. You know, like here's another one Miami's halfway decent defensively, but like they're they're all over the board. Guys missed a bunch of games. So I think out of all the ones that are available for Defensive Player of the Year, I think that's going to be the toughest one. To choose so? Are they in the conversation? Yeah, I think I think they'll get votes, but as far as winning it, I'm not sure they'll win it.
2: Brian Scalbrini joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. I want to go back to Tatum because to me, his his development from from what he was to what you said a, a top five ish player is the biggest difference in this team. And I'm curious, Scal, like where where do you think that started? Was that Udoka? Was that a team meeting? Was that Tatum maturing? Because this thing this thing fr- uh, flipped pretty quickly, and I I can't seem to to find a starting point for when. He decided to make that leap because it's been consistent now for about five weeks.
3: No, it's been consistent all year. He just got better at it, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. It's like it, like it takes time. It always takes time for people to to get to that. Tatum has been. Let's go through this real quick, right? He's been a scorer his whole life, and he's been rewarded. McDonald's All American, top draft pick, a hundred and I guess eighty million dollar contract. He's been rewarded as a scorer. Now, here comes Imei Adoka. He talks about uh, the assist percentage from day one, never wavered on it. Always said, we got to be better. We got to be better. And how about this? Like, then you mentioned maturity, right? Jason Tatum struggled out the gates. And you know why he struggled? Because he said, you know what? I know I'm a good player, but I'm going to do what my coach wants. I want to be a top five player. I recognize for me to be a top five player, I got to make people around me better. And initially, when he started to do that, It was tough for him. Like his shooting percentage went down. He was having a hard time making the reads. He was having a hard time reading. There's depths to the defense, right? You have the guy on you. That's one. You have the help side. That's two. You have the rim protector. That's three. And then you have that help side guy and how he's he's playing, whether he's sucking in or, or building out. That's four. Well, it takes time. Like you, a guy like Jason Tatum has never had to do that. So start start the process. Beginning of the year struggling, but like learning. He he started it with making singles. He started making that simple pass. He still had to get buckets. Mm. He still had to hear you guys like you know destroy Trade the him. Celtics at the beginning of the year. <laughs> exactly. He had to go through all that. Well, and still like how about the and how about the maturity of saying I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to continue to develop. It's going to I'm going to eventually get there. And that's where he's at right now. So I think it's remarkable. I think it's one of the most underrated things in sports right now is players. You know, taking making sacrifices to get better, but that's being what he's coachable, done.
1: like players in mm-hmm. the NBA that are actually being coachable. Uh, yes, superstars. I totally agree with you. Superstars. Yeah, especially superstars because I feel like they know everything. But, but here's the thing: I kind of feel bad for Jalen Brown. I feel like he's left out of this. Wow. Like we don't talk about him anymore. He's they're no longer equals. For me, like Tatum has definitely taken over this team. I mean, especially in crunch time, and I don't know how what it's like in the locker room. Maybe Marcus Smart has a little bit something to say about that, but. Where does Jalen Brown fit in all this?
3: I mean, for the Celtics to win a championship, I know a lot of, a lot of people like to look elsewhere. Uh, they need to make a trade and get another guy. I just think it's now like, okay, so I've, I've called out Tatum for the last two years. Like, okay, if you guys want to be championship level? Tatum has to take that next step. Well, now Brown has to take that next step, and why can't he? You know, What does like, that you know look like? like?
1: What, what does that look like? So yeah, if like, Tatum yeah, is this like, guy, yeah. like they both can't be the same guy, right? No, no, it's not like that. It's like uh, like everyone would have his role. Like, you
3: know, like Jalen Brown averages seven points in the first quarter, 7.1 in the third. He could be a guy that gets off to a great start. But he also, in, in the Brooklyn game, how about, you know, Tatum, Marcus Smart, extra pass to Jalen Brown, making shots late. You know, like, his role his, his role at times could be, you know, I got to be play off of Tatum. And, you know, Jason Tatum doesn't play the entire game 36 minutes. That's 12 minutes up for grabs right there. Okay, go dominate those 12 minutes. Be a number one guy for those 12 minutes. Start the game out as the number one guy. Start the third quarter as the number one guy. Those 12 minutes when Tatum is on, on the bench, be a number one guy, and then therefore you are now like one of the best role players in the NBA. So that's, that's the goal. And for Brown to get to that point, there are moments where he looks like you know the best player on the court. So can he do it? Yeah, it's just like creating consistency. And right now as they're winning – Remember, you've got to look at the other side of the floor, too. The guy defends, and he defends multiple positions. So it's a matter of him being able to pick his spots and take over. And, by the way, Tatum has been a great superstar, you know, allowing, you know, other guys to shine. I'm not sure he did that in the past, but he's definitely doing that now. Brian, Sunday's win was the highlight of the year, I think, for a lot of Celtics fans. But then afterwards, we heard some choice words from Kyrie Irving referring to the uh, Celtics fans like a scorned ex girlfriend. Uh, how did you take those comments? What did you think he was trying to say there? I think he. I mean, I think Kyrie gets it wrong all the time. I can guarantee you this. I can. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of Celtics fans in New England. Maybe I can count on one hand who's actually mad and wants Kyrie back. So doesn't the scorned ex girlfriend want the guy back? And doesn't he want the text back? I don't think anybody in Boston wants Kyrie back. So. I, don't, I think he just got it wrong, you know, and I, I wish – you know, the, the whole – the only thing – listen, I don't care what the fans do. I really don't. They want to boo, boo, whatever. I, you know, there are obviously lines that, you know, you should never cross, and I don't need to mention those. But the only problem I have with the, the Kyrie suck chant when Jalen Brown was at the free throw line at the end of the game, like, he, like Kyrie's irrelevant in this moment. Jason Tatum is the story. Like, for him to close that gap on Kevin Durant and what we saw – why are why are we still worried about Kyrie Irving? You know, like to me, he's like beneath Celtics fans. He's like ah, he's irrelevant to us. So and he does, might become relevant. It, in,
2: yeah, it feeds the fire a little bit there.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's fine to go down that road. I like I said, I'm not going to tell fans who spend their money and go to the building and tell them what the, like what they should say and and all that stuff. But I I do think like he is a little bit irrelevant in the Celtics uh, world now. Like the way that they come full circle. We no one, on the, no one in Boston or no one in New England wants Kyrie back. Like, no one. Not a single person. Not on the team. Not in the front office. Nobody wants him back.
2: I, I want that playoff matchup because I think he gets rattled by the crowd. So I, will, I want the crowd after Kyrie because I think it bothers him. Uh, Scow, oh, I want to fu- finish with Jason Tatum. I'm obsessed with the Tatum stuff today. Uh, the big debate last week was the 25 and under players. Would you say he's the best player 25 and under right now ahead of, say, uh, Luka and Ja? Would you take him first over those other two? Yeah, right there.
3: I would take him over job because he's bigger. Um, I, I, I made the argument the other day. I could just be like, you know, like green teaming it or green lenses. Uh, you know, like I'm watching him so close and I'm, and I, and I, I, I don't think I've expressed in words how much I think him making sacrifices early and to get to where he's at right now, how much that means for a young star. Like I really never pictured the sacrifice. So I probably put him right there, right next to Luca. Um, you know, Luca has has made big shots, but Tatum has been in big moments. Like he's been to conference uh, final. Luca hasn't been out of the first round, and Ja also only one playoff appearance. So, from right now, I really look at the other side of the ball. Like he's the best defender and best rebounder uh, of that bunch. And now he's starting to become like one of you know the best scorers. So I guess I would go uh, Tatum, Luca, and then Ja. But man, they're right there. All of them are would be amazing.
2: All right, Celtics Hortus tonight, Scott. We appreciate the time as always. Enjoy it. You got it. You. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Brian Scalbriny joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Shaw's Perfecting the Art of Fresh since 1860. Some big-time praise uh, for Jason Tatum in that spot with Scal. He'll be on the court tonight, as will IT. Isaiah Thomas should be on the other team. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.